no, I didn't eat that at all. In fact, I had to rewind that scene like three times just to figure out what was going on because I was more entertained by my cat. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of In Hindsight. We're your hosts, Andrea, Brittany, and Jasmine. We review movies and TV shows from our childhood to see if they still hold up, because sometimes things aren't quite the way you remember them. On this week's episode, we're reviewing the movie Genius, which is a 1999 DCOM directed by Rod Daniels, starring Trevor Morgan and Emmy Rossin. And this came on the Disney Channel on August 21st, 1999. In this movie, um, the main character portrays a genius who enrolls in college at the age of 13 and then later reinvents himself as a bad boy in order to be cool and fit in. We open to the beginning of the movie to a kid in a hockey rink skating around and talking to his dad. The movie makes it very clear that this kid is smart as he scientifically calculated everything he needs to get a perfect shot during the game. The kid shows his dad a machine he invented that can instantly smooth the ice, and then he heads off to hockey practice. At hockey practice, the kid, whose name is Charlie, ends up making the team that he wants to be on by using another one of his inventions, a super intense hockey puck. But because he keeps talking about science stuff, he's told to sit on the curve, and he doesn't actually get to play. Later that night, Charlie's feeling sad about the game, uh, but then gets the news from his dad that he's been accepted to a bunch of Ivy League schools, making Charlie the first person in his family who's gone to college. He turns the Ivy League schools down to go to a college in Wisconsin to work with a Dr. Crickstein, who's a scientist that he admires for his research on the graviton. Okay, so opening scene. <laughs> what, what do you guys, any thoughts about the beginning of the movie? I mean, I have to say, honestly, I don't remember ever seeing this movie in my life. And I don't remember seeing a promo for it, For I'm going in, like, knowing absolutely nothing. I remember this movie, and it's probably because all of the science-y stuff. So I knew what was going to happen. I just, it wasn't my favorite, and I now remember (laughs) it not being my favorite. (laughs) I was excited when I started, and it was like, we got into it, I was like, oh, this is why I didn't like this. Same here. I didn't remember this at all I think it wasn't until much later when they started skating around in the little uh, lab I was like oh yeah the ball and like the puck and the little chip on the skate okay yeah I remember it but yeah clearly I blocked this out of my mind for a reason because it was it was a rough uh (laughs) getting through this so without fast forwarding I really want to fast forward a lot of this but I stay strong for (laughs) y'all thanks girl we appreciate Uh, it I don't think she was talking about us. I think she was talking about the listeners. Oh, them too. <laughs> them too. Uh, I was talking about you both. <laughs> My bad. Uh, but just in the opening sequence, are you just looking for general thoughts about the opening? Yeah. So anything, like, girl, anything you want to share. Okay, I'm going to squeezing juice out of a, a turnip. I don't, I know, it's, I know the expression is blood out of a turnip, but that's, a little bit, you know, macabre for me. Um, 
I liked the title card with the Adam. That was cute. And then it went downhill from there. Um, it reminded me of Ice Princess. I was like, this is the same thing. Like, you like an ice sport and then you're applying science to it. Okay. Um, I was like, are we going to have another dad who's weird? Also, we never see the mom. She's always off screen. Actually, I think we only heard her this opening sequence. So I was like, is the budget too low to have a mom there? I don't know. Um, Charlie was annoying. I understand why they didn't let him play. I would have told him to go sit down as well. It was just a lot. But what did make me laugh was a close up of that Harvard letter in the trash twice. That that did make me chuckle. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, of course, if you're a genius, of course you have a poster of Albert Einstein and you don't have social skills. Like, that's what all scientists are like. Okay, y'all. Like, you could be a nerd and well-adjusted, I think. I don't know when Disney is going to learn this, but anyway. It's still better than the nerd from the 13th year. He still had better social skills. True. And self-awareness than that nerd. So it's better. It's evolved. Barely, though. I'm going to say barely. It, it was month, months separate this these movies, right? It was all the same year, so they were trying. Okay, because oh, yeah. um, they were really driving home the nerd thing. And part of it, honestly, I was like, well, you know what? He's also just very talkative. And perhaps if he was just a little more selective on when he was sharing information, mm-hmm. he might be able to fit in a little better. But he's like in the middle of a hockey game talking about Dr. Crickstein and... <laughs> It's like, this is not the time. This is not the time, Charlie. Save this for after practice. I don't know. Even as an adult, like, I would be like, I don't care. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. I mean, I'm glad, like, it's not to say we should, you know, damper people's dreams. And, you know, clearly he's passionate about um, his work and all of that. So that's great. But yeah, like, there's a time and place. And that wasn't the time. But also what made me laugh, now that you say that, Brittany, the girl on the bench, the woman on the bench, what was her deal? Was she comatose? Right. Why was she there? She was upset. I thought she was watching the game, but she her face never changed. I did the same thing. It's like, there's got to be a purpose for this girl sitting here. Because <laughs> later he's like, he has a flashback of that moment. And I was like, Charlie, that wasn't you. She has some issues she needed to deal with. Because <laughs> now she sees that there and then she just got up and left. But yeah, it was so strange. I don't know what the point of that was. Yeah, that was just so they could have the flashback later. That was that was the only reason. And did you get that? That was supposed to be Chicago. That did not look like any street in Chicago that I've ever seen before. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was Chicago? I, I was, was wondering. Um, because I thought he I was joking about um, okay, Me too. But he's actually from Chicago. Or he was born there, at least. I know they made that joke, but I thought he was just saying Chicago because people in Wisconsin pretend they're from Chicago. So I thought that was just like a joke. I didn't know that was... Girl, where were they? It must have been the Gold Coast (laughs) because... That wasn't even the Gold Coast. I don't know what that was. I thought it was New York. It did not look like Chicago. I did not know they were anywhere. I had no idea that that was supposed to be Chicago. But the movie doesn't tell us. Like, it doesn't do a good job setting up location at all. Also, I feel like the dad was like, Man, this would make you the first person in our family to go to college. And he was, he kept saying translate. And I was like, it's not believable for me. It's like, what are you trying to say then about people who don't go to college? Like, I feel like there was an insult that they didn't think about. It's just that whole dynamic was weird for me. Yeah, they didn't spend a lot of time developing this parent at all. The single parent. I think the science dad had more uh, character development. 
And why would you play hockey in the house? Anyway, you know what? Whatever. Oh, yeah. When they broke the window. And then they just walked away. I'm like, you realize this is your house. Try to stop them. Like, you, what did you think was going to happen? Lord, I can't wait till we rate all the parents because. I mean, if only he had gotten that college degree, he might have been able to stop his son from thinking. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what Disney's trying to set up here. I was not here for it. Not here for it. That was weird. But honestly, I was concerned. I was like, I know you like Dr. Crickstein or whatever his name was, but you're going to pass up MIT. But then I was like, he could go to MIT at any point to That's go to grad school or whatever. So you do now, now, you know what I do wonder? Did Was that the actual Harvard? Like, did they take some liberties with that? Because I was like, can you mention that in a movie or use their you know, insignia? Like, do they have to pay for that? I don't know. It's just interesting. That probably wasn't the real Harvard thingy. Okay. I didn't bother looking it up because I didn't care, but I just thought, (laughs) I just thought about that. Like they are showing this quite a few times, but anyway. Um, I actually looked up the people in the movie this time. Look at that. Um, But now I have forgotten (laughs) what they were in, but I know that, okay. The Emmy Rossum, the girl, she was in Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Now I know she's in something else that other people might remember. Like I was told she was also in Shameless. <laughs> now that was actually in, well, actually in Chicago. <laughs> it takes place. Oh, there. okay. Yeah, it is, that's, but like a certain part of Chicago. Don't watch that show. <laughs> yeah, Brittany, it's a lot, girl. Um, <laughs> like when they but, say um, Shameless, no shame. Um, no shame. Okay. Well, I was like, oh, I knew I saw her face, and I was like, oh, fan of the opera. <laughs> oh, so she that was, was my- also. She was also on in Beyonce's On the Run tour trailer film. What? For, no, for no reason. You remember when they made that like fake movie trailer? This is like no. 50 years ago. For like, oh, like okay. On the Run tour. It was like Don Cheadle tour. and whoever else in there. I was like, oh, and then I don't know how she got chosen. No shade. Like, but you know, she I mean, doesn't come to mind. But anyway, she was in there too. Yes, she sings. Um, the boy was in. He was the kid in Jurassic Park 3 that got lost, and the mom kept yelling into the streets for the child. Eric! I just watched this movie not too long ago. <laughs> I can't. And apparently he was also in The Sixth Sense, which I, I too, blocked that out of my mind. But he wasn't the main character, though, so... Uh-uh. Oh, no. He was, he was the bully. Yeah. I watched that movie, and I was so terrified. I couldn't remember nobody else but the main kid. All right, so... Charlie goes to the college in Wisconsin, um, and he is partnering with Dr. Christine to do research. And much to the frustration of the hockey team, Dr. Christine's lab is located in the basement of the hockey arena. Charlie already, on his first day, makes enemies with the whole hockey team, who is unnecessarily violent, but I guess that's hockey. Uh, Charlie is not impressed by the out-of-date lab, because apparently there's no funding for this stuff. But he tries to look on the bright side. Later that day, Charlie goes to his dorm, which unfortunately um, has his kids from the hockey team, and they immediately reject him again. Then he goes to teach his first class and is laughed at by the immature students. Then he gets back to his dorm room, and a party is happening right outside his window. So all in all, he is having a very rough day. However, it all turns around when he runs into a girl named Claire at the skating rink. Uh, Charlie lies and says that his name is Chaz, and that he goes to her school. Then he later enrolls himself into that school so he can see her again. 
uh, Chaz rebrands himself as a bad boy so he can be cool and fit in and starts to make some friends. But then he ends up having to live a double life. Uh, Dr. Crickstein finds out. Basically, he says, my name is Bennett and I'm not in it. So you can do what you want as long as you finish your experiment. Uh, meanwhile, Chaz is causing trouble in every class, racking up detention slips. Um, but Claire is not that interested in him. He's more, she's more interested in the science geek that supposedly helps Chaz out with his technological shenanigans. Uh, Chaz asks Claire to tutor him, and Claire is not feeling it, but agrees out of sympathy. We see a montage of their tutoring sessions where it seems like they're becoming friends. Uh, but then Claire invites Charlie over to her house, where we learn that Claire is Coach Addison, who's the hockey coach at the college. Charlie puts on a hockey mask and runs out of the house before the dad can recognize him. That um that tutoring montage was so irritating. <laughs> I, was, I was so irritated. I did not want to watch that at all. <laughs> it was a waste of everybody's time. And also, mm -hmm. why is this child walking around a college campus without some kind of like adult mm -hmm. supervision? He, there's no way she'd be in dorm with these grown yeah. men. That man looked like he was in his 30s, that Bane hockey player person. Okay. He should right. not be like going into a classroom trying to teach people older than him without somebody there to keep the class in order. It was insane. <laughs> Why is nobody with this child? <laughs> and I'm like, how is he going to teach a class? He's 13. Like, isn't this not violating some kind of child labor law? Like, how do you have a 13 year old teaching? Well, I mean, class. you can have your parents sign off on stuff for you to do things. For you to teach a college course? For you to do anything. <laughs> if you do, as long as your parents say it's okay. Also, they called the kid a pip whiffer. And then I had to write that down because I said, well, they got these Wisconsin people looking real strange out here. The coach was like, all right, now this what we're going to do. He sounded so country. And I was <laughs> just like, you're in Wisconsin. Um Mm, I, yeah, it's a different world, okay? Uh, yeah, well, I see, I only been to Wisconsin Dale, so I know other reason for <laughs> me to go anywhere else. Uh, and the kid broke his hockey stick, and I'm like, that only hurts you. Like, now you have to go find another hockey stick. And Charlie is fine, so really, who lost in that point? And there's always something um, called the particle accelerator in all the science movies. There's always <laughs> something similar. Just, Particle accelerators actually look like that, so oh. that's probably why they're easy to, they sound cool and they're easy to fake. Yeah, this whole time I was watching, I was like, what is Andrea thinking right now in these scenes? I appreciate well, I was thinking that feeling of going into, the old, into an old lab and like, dang, I got work in here. That's real. That was a real moment. Because you can do stuff with old equipment, but it takes so much longer. It's so much, it's just so irritating. It's much about nicer to be in a lab at MIT. So <laughs> should have gone to Harvard. Should have gone to MIT, I guess. I know. Like, but you gotta look into that. Like, I know he was excited to meet old boy, but you gotta research who's funding this. Because mm -hmm. uh that was not working. Also, yeah, I don't know why the dean the dean was a character. I I was entertained. He got on my nerves, but I was entertained by him. He was just over the top for no reason. And I was like, why is he having this conversation in front of the hockey team about how they're essentially useless to the school? I was like, I don't, I don't know how that's supposed to garner, you know, school spirit and morale. Also the music they kept playing every time. I'm like, I know he is in college. I know this is like, you know, a higher level education. They kept playing that like pomp and circumstance. I was like, oh Lord. 
Um, the rock music when he saw the words "the lair." Yes, that played in the background. Oh, you know what, Brittany? That reminded me of the fact that uh, when we got to Wash U, and I was thinking, oh, a traditional dorm won't be that bad. It was. <laughs> and then I come over to Brittany's dorm. Brittany is living in like uh, the Disney upper Land. echelon. Yes, Disneyland, <laughs> like suites, in suite bathrooms, a library. Uh, Ooh, I, said, I said, girl, you got to be kidding. Meanwhile, I'm living in the boondocks, in the swamp. <laughs> So that reminded me when they had that huge room. I was like, how did they have this big room with this living room inside it? Okay. Two rooms, like all this stuff. But I would be irritated. Like you were saying, Andrea, there there should have been more adult supervision. Cause I was like, Yeah, why is he in here, this teenager with grown men? And I would be irritated if I had a room with a 13-year-old. I'd be like, I'm this not big yeah. brothers, big sisters. I'm not trying to do this. Like, what, what is happening? Like, how are you gonna really because you know, college, you know, you be exploring the world and all that like how are you gonna live your life with a 13 year old in the next room like I I don't know but I was irritated though by the students like I feel like okay if I was sitting in a college class and a 13 year old came in and talked about hey my name's Professor Charlie and I'm a teacher whatever I would be like okay I'll listen to what he has to say I'm not gonna be rude so it was like sister act two in there I was like y'all that was really unnecessary I don't know but I'm it glad was- that he didn't go to the frat party because that's where mm-mm, don't do oh, it y'all no. it would have been a whole different movie in that case um the kids were so immature that they were like freshmen in high school mm-hmm. and like who thought what was the thing a spitball i don't know what was gross i thought it was so cute how charlie wrote his name on the board i was like oh and then they threw that disgusting thing on the board and i'm like y'all in here i mean one you, you you're not paying for this and your parents or not pay, or your parents must be paying for this because the way y'all are just throwing around this education. Then I saw that one black kid in that class, and I said, you know what? He should know better. <laughs> he was in there <laughs> laughing, joining in on the joke, and I said, he should know better. Now he should know. I'm sure his parents told him about the value of education, and here he is, wanting to laugh and hee hee ha ha with the rest of them. That <laughs> I couldn't. And Mike, um, the the guy, his roommate and the, the mean guy in class, he was giving me um, Danny Zuko vibes for some reason, the way he walked up to the board. Mm. I don't know. I just feel like he was from the wrong decade in that beginning. Like, he was channeling the wrong decade in his character. That's well, that's because he was in college in that decade, because that's how old he was. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, though. He was a grown, capital G man. I said, sir, we got, apparent, okay, random. Apparently, he was in Soul Food. Soul food. Soul food. Yeah. He, like the, the movie? The series. He oh, was man. like dating Vanessa Williams character. I did not remember uh, this. I was like, oh, no, okay. I didn't watch the series. I don't know. A lot. But yeah, they could have casted that better. Honestly, I was disappointed. Well, you know, I might save it for later, but I will say I was disappointed with the storyline here as it relates to Mike and Charlie. But I'll I'll revise that or reprise that later on. Um, also, I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. I, mm. But this was, again, at the point where I didn't remember what happened. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just see where this takes us. But um, I didn't realize you could enroll in junior high online and just have a username, password, <laughs> and name. I wish I knew it was that easy back then. I would have enrolled in several schools just to go. I also liked, like, when Brink, with everybody skating, I loved all the skating. I was like, oh, these kids are so good at the skating. I want to skate, too. <laughs> 
I can't stand up on them, so it's, it's not in the cards for me. The, when I saw uh, Claire skating, it reminded me of my childhood dream to be a professional figure skater. This did not get realized, unfortunately, but I was like, she was doing all the little turns. I was like, oh, that's so cool. I want to go ice skating. I'm yeah. say I do like the way it would, well, do I like it? I acknowledge the way that they had them be their introductions be similar. So he was skating and kind of talking to himself and she was doing the same thing. So it was like, oh, they're supposed to be together. That's their love. Oh, interest. I didn't realize that. Oh, it was cute. No, yeah, no. yeah, it was cute. I liked her hair clips. You know, we've gotten a lot of these. <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> I appreciate I had no business trying to put them little clips. They broke so many times. <laughs> They couldn't last here. Um, oh, I did like we have some more strong black leads. The teacher was everything to oh, me. Oh, yeah. The middle funny. school teacher. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, the middle school. Yeah. Because uh, there were mm-hmm. no other black people beside that one boy at college. But I, mean, I guess. No, Dion. The kid, Dion. No, yeah. Dion. No, I mean, like at the college. Oh, oh no. the college. Yeah. There are no oh, white higher education. I, well, girl. Dion, I said absolutely not. I think what's his first word, yo? I don't even know. I said, you know what? <laughs> Just why? Why? I don't know. Then Charlie out here talking about yo, yo, what's up, Claire? How you doing? Yo, you want to come to my crib? It was bad. I don't know. This yeah. is it's like the dude at um don't look under the bed talking about I love vandalism. Okay. <laughs> Can we please write a black character who like has sense? I don't know. Oh uh, yeah. Charlie's whole idea of cool, he was like, I'm gonna just try to be black. But like what I think black is, not like <laughs> what black actually is. Yeah. Which is in nineteen ninety-nine, a pretty accurate representation of what white people what thought what cool was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just him in the mirror, that whole sequence was just really cringe and awkward. No, more so just secondhand embarrassment. Like, okay, this is really, we have to really watch this to feel like this is a private moment. But I thought he was a good actor. Like, he was, this was a kid who was not afraid to do dumb things on camera. Yeah. So he he went for it. <laughs> he did. He committed. You know what? Yeah, I'll give it that. He mm-hmm. did commit to the role. Oh, you know what, Brittany? When you brought up the whole college thing, what they're trying to say, the whole um, exchange between him and Claire about, what did she say? Something about like, is your next stage in life going to be like, do you want fries with that, sir, or something? Oh I can't yeah, remember yeah. What that conversation yeah, was. Yeah, she said, uh huh. Basically, like you're gonna end up working at McDonald's. I was like, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And then it started me thinking about how McDonald's, the relationship between McDonald's and the black community in terms of employment. But anyway, that has nothing to do with this movie. But Again, it's like, okay, if you work at McDonald's, it's not a bad thing. And just because you're not, anyway, you know. Yeah, I mean, it hits, it's like similar to what I was saying in the beginning, mm-hmm. the way they were setting it up, like, oh, you're the first person to go to college and like all the science stuff you were saying. It's like, oh, I don't understand that. You got to make it simpler for me. Like they were really trying to make it seem like, okay, this person goes to college, they're very smart. And this person didn't go to college, so they're not smart at all, which is not okay. And then also the kids in school are so, dumb so like just immature and it's like why why is the movie trying to set up this you know framework of this equals intelligence and this doesn't that's how simple things were back then that mcdonald's thing was a common differentiator between someone Mm -hmm. who was intelligent and someone who wasn't so if things were black and white in the 90s like that 
there was no nuance to anything, which led to the early 2000s. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, the tutoring montage music was terrible. Oh, he did get her the new Backstreet Boys CD. I was like, was that Millennium? Oh, yeah, he did. Was it 2000? Or was that the one before that Black and Blue? Because I would have been like, nah, I'm good on that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just get that one. But uh, but I appreciated that he knew he knew what was a a lot of scenes I didn't really need like the dance break where they were taking a <laughs> like Andrea is that what y'all do with the lab? No. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but yeah, the the science the sciencey things the scientific terms. I mean, his dad could have shown. It's not to say his dad didn't show an interest and wasn't supportive, but it was just kind of like I don't know. He could have looked a book like he could have looked up something. Or at least tried <laughs> to understand what he was saying, or at least be like, "Oh, I don't know what that is." Can you under- Can you like explain it to me? Versus like, "Hey, can you speak English?" Like, he is, yeah. he is speaking English. Like him and Brink's dad, I'm over it. <laughs> oh, he's way better than Brink's dad. <laughs> oh, that's really. He, he also has uh, two scenes, so <laughs> there's not much to go on. He had like one scene in the beginning and one scene towards the middle. The point where the skeleton was dancing. That's the point where I was like, "Oh, I remember this." movie for no reason now that yeah. cgi mm, it was rough <laughs> it's real rough I was like, okay Ooh. i don't know what's going on here i have a note here that said the teacher smacked somebody in the back of their head did that actually happen did i imagine that when they were in class i don't, I don't think so okay i don't that's remember that i don't i was like i'm not watching this again to verify but um I just wanted to make sure. My note says call the authority. So I don't know if that was in the middle school. <laughs> oh, this is, that's what I was going to say. You know, we got to college, like the whole dichotomy of like, if you go to college, you're a genius or, you know, you're just of a higher intelligence. Like as, as we saw in that classroom, um, a lot of people were very mediocre. You'd be looking around like, I actually worked very hard to get here. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure how you are here. I don't know. Like sometimes in our classes, I would be looking around like, okay, all right. Um, I don't know if you're a legacy student. <laughs> like what is going on here? But I just feel like the higher you go or more experience, you just realize the mediocrity that is abound. Even though they try to sell you that, like, you know, you have to be essentially a genius to go to college or to get these certain roles in these companies or whatever, and the, and you look around and you're like, mm. yeah, okay. the life they told millennials. That's yeah. where we're all where we are at now, right now. It is what they told us. <laughs> oh, anyway, but yeah, that's what I had to say. I mean, later he dro- I mean, he drops out, so or he almost gets fucked out, and I'm just like, you're just squandering everything. So this means nothing to you, clearly. Wait, did we get to the field trip or no? Nah? No, not yet. Oh, okay, but we're just at the where we ended is where um. Claire's dad comes in and then he picks up that picture and that scary mu- villain music starts playing in the background. I appreciated that. That made me laugh. And him the on sound that effect mask. person uh, was really on top of their game in this movie. They had the, the right buttons and they were ready to press those sound effect buttons. They were doing way too much. Um, though, you know what? I do, I am enjoying how predictable these are. Like, <laughs> It's like I, you know, I know what I'm gonna get in not in a 90 minute package. So you know, let's let's go. We can't. As much as I want to look deeply into these movies, I just can't. Um, oh, Andrea, I do want to ask you what your thoughts were for this scientific explanation. Uh, 
sound waves from the music set up a phased harmonic, which affected the nuclear matrix and released the graviton. <laughs> can, can you can you ex, can you expound you on know, the scientific breakthrough? I can't speak to a graviton, but sound wave the frequency of sound waves is not anywhere near what you need to accelerate any kind of particle under any circumstances. So, but I don't know about a graviton, so maybe it works for a graviton. But <laughs> I just needed you to verify. Okay, uh, moving on to the next section. So Charlie and the professor discover that they've isolated a graviton during their lab session. Woo! Charlie runs off to make it to science class where the teacher announces that he's arranged for everybody to go to the college to meet a genius their own age. And the teacher is actually referring to Charlie. Charlie panics, runs out of class, and tries to get help from Dr. K. Um, I forgot his real name, so we're just going to call him Dr. K for the, for the rest. Uh, Charlie decides to disguise himself by pouring some chemicals on his face and pretending to be disfigured and injured. Uh, but as Charlie goes to the bathroom to wash the chemicals off his skin, he runs into one of his classmates and is forced to pretend to be Chaz. That's his uh, bad boy alter ego and sits with the rest of the class. The eighth grade teacher suggests rescheduling, uh, but Dr. K claims he can convince Charlie to come back on stage. Unfortunately, it all ends in a disaster when Dr. K pushes Charlie uh, with too much force and he crashes on the other side of the stage. Charlie goes back to his dorm to see his annoying roommate move back in because he needs academic help. Surprise, surprise. Charlie doesn't understand why it matters because the guy has everything, looks, friends, women. But Mike says what he really wants is something that Charlie has, which is a future, and asks Charlie to tutor him. Mike gives Charlie some advice on women to relax and do what comes natural. Uh, Charlie starts to act more like himself at school, which is working out until he's invited to a Northern game with his friends. Charlie makes up a dumb lie about having to watch his sister to get out of going to the college game. And then Claire and Charlie share a touching moment where we find out Claire's mother was a figure skater. And here we go. We have another mom who is not present because she died at some point. Did she die? Did yeah, yeah, she oh. kept referring to her as in the past. Oh, whoops. I, I guess I was out at that point. I'm sorry. <laughs> this was pretty far in the movie. Yeah. Now, I was just thinking, when has this kid ever been natural in terms of the advice <laughs> Mike gave him? Like, he doesn't know what that means. He doesn't know how to do that. Now. Well, the fact that he had to take notes. Do what? what <laughs> I'm sorry, what was the next one? Comes natural. Okay. The fact that he had to write that down, I said, okay. That was funny. He says something in the lab right before he goes back to school and they get the announcement of the field trip. And this is one, something that irritates me. This is something a kid would not say, genius or otherwise, 20 miles of rough road on the apology turnpike. No child would say that. No child would have any reason to know those words. <laughs> not the turnpike. <laughs> I don't care how smart he is. Those aren't words he would ever put in a sentence together. <laughs> I'm about to start using that. <laughs> he has also, some interesting word choices, like phrases, and I wish I remembered them enough to write them down, but some of the phrases he had were kind of weak. I was just like, they were a little off. Like, he's a genius, like, y'all. Again, you know, like, but what not you're saying, in a genius way either. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Again, the characterization of people who have quote unquote above average intelligence, you know, could use some work. So we'll see how 
how the 2000s handled this, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was concerned about how you arrange a field trip in one hour. That stressed me out. Um, I'm no school administrator, but I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> the lab accident scene, that, okay, now that was the highlight for me. I laughed for no reason because that was not supposed to, I don't, I assume it was supposed to be funny, but I really, as an adult, I should not be laughing at that. But him flying, him get first of all, when he wheeled out, I forgot this part. I don't remember how it went, but I just cackled because I was like, so you really didn't commit because he just had like splotches of purple. I thought he was going to like fully, you know, go into it. His leg was broken. He had all this. I was like, OK. And then when he shot <laughs> across the stage, I was like, OK, I'm entertained. But also, I, I don't know. It was just very, very strange. Uh, I'm glad he didn't get caught. I thought he was going to. So that was, I don't know if that was an effective part, but I don't know. It was interesting, I guess. Did, were y'all entertained by No, no. <laughs> this is one of those things we could have skipped over, like that montage. Just like, okay, we didn't, this did nothing for the movie. Just give them back Definitely. on the ice and skates. I can't with this. <laughs> no, I didn't need that at all. In fact, I had to rewind that scene like three times just to figure out what was going on because I was more entertained by my cat. <laughs> I mean, I know we're supposed to be, you know, seeing his double life breakdown and yada yada. I mean, obviously, how could a 13 year old keep up a, a life in junior high and college? Like, OK, sure. But I mean, yeah, that wasn't necessary. I think the point when. Mike and um, Mike and Charlie start talking. I thought that this movie was going to go in the direction of him coming around as like an older brother figure way sooner. And I thought he was going to, again, this is before I realized what they were actually going to do, but I thought they were, he was going to help the hockey team by giving them like new technology and stuff, even though again, that would not have been probably legal. And clearly nobody in these movies cares about cheating. So we might as well, but I thought he was going to like give them some new hockey tech and like everybody would be cool. I didn't realize we had to have two like games. It was it was really too much. I really didn't. <laughs> um, but when he said I had to take care of Sister Mary Catherine, <laughs> she's I forgot what he said, nun or something. I was just like, uh, who wrote the script? Then I started thinking about Sister Mary Clarence, and I was like, you know, I would rather be watching Sister Act Two right now. This is your um, second Sister Act Two reference for this movie. <laughs> I know they must have, you know. Clearly, they, you know, they had some good source material they didn't know what to do with. And then he said, at least, let me see. So they were in the snow. And he's talking about, yes, all right, at least here the snow stays white. Back in Chicago, it always ends up dirty, like the mean streets, you know. I say, you know what, I want to turn this off right now, but I got to keep going. <laughs> Again, Yeah, that was, that was way too coded in some direction. I did not like... That's why I thought he was joking about being from Chicago. Like, I didn't realize they were actually supposed to be there. I just thought he was doing that thing that people do who live in the suburbs. I think the whole, I think showing us in that fake city street was supposed to mean he's from Chicago. Because kids in the cities plays, play in the streets. Um, Girl, I ain't never seen no folks. I want to say something else. But I have never seen no folks playing street hockey. <laughs> Other never. Things. Other That's things. not something that happens in Chicago. That might happen in Wisconsin. That does not happen here. Nobody's playing anything in the streets. You get run over. This is not a city where we stop for pedestrians. 
Girl, it's not Hey Arnold. They was always playing something in the street. And like, no, nah, they just run you over, girl. Exactly. <laughs> also, she she low-key shade. Claire got on my nerves, um, especially as we move forward, even though I didn't care about her. But I feel like she kind of shaded her mom, though. She was like, yeah, I saw her skating. I mean, it was nothing earth-shattering. I said, girl, you don't have to say that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're so right. And she was like, it was just regular, whatever. And then the heavens opened. Yeah, so I'm like, I didn't know where she was going at first. I'm like, well, why did you do figure that. skating if the mom's skating was so basic? I was, was um, because it snowed. She cared. Unimpressed with Claire's character and often zoned out when she was talking, so. <laughs> I, I mean, I just, I know you said, uh, not us all not caring at once. Um, <laughs> We should just go to the next section. I, I know you said that uh, this was a heartfelt, touching moment, but girl, they could have ended, ended it right here. And I would have been like, okay, cool. Okay. Fast forward to the day of the game. Charlie is determined to stay downstairs to avoid everyone, but gives the hockey team advice to win the game. Charlie sneaks upstairs to see five minutes, but forgets to turn the particle accelerator off. He's spotted by his friend Odie. Uh, he tries to leave the game and runs it to Dean Wallace, who makes Charlie sit with him in the booth. Claire's dad, the coach, identifies Chaz as Charlie Boyle. Claire confronts him and tells him she never wants to see him again. Meanwhile, just as a, a northern team is winning the game, the particle accelerator overheats and cracks the ice, interrupting the game and putting every single person in that stadium in danger. Charlie leaves junior high school announcing over the PA system his real identity and apologizes to everyone, but his friends refuse to forgive him. Charlie tries to use the uh, isolated gravitons to help the hockey team win the rescheduled game. He appeals to his friends, who initially refuse, but then they change their mind after Charlie corrects them when they call him Chaz. The kids use science to control the skates of the other team and stop them from cheating, and Northern wins the game. The Northern Lights win, and Coach Addison's job is saved. Charlie and Claire kiss. Later, Charlie and his friends set up a friendly ice hockey game with Dr. K joining. But before they can start, the Northern Lights arrive with uh, Mike, who was Charlie's roommate. The Northern Lights ask for a game on against Charlie and his friends. Charlie agrees, but on the condition that Dr. K is on their team, to which they reluctantly agree. The end. Oh, thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> is okay. Yeah, when Brittany started talking about uh, the game, they won. I said, now, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I said I was going to make a summary short. Um, first of all, uh, I have to say that if the only way this team can win is by using science to cheat, is it really that good of a team? Yeah. And if this game, this man's job is hinging on this entire game, is it really Charlie's fault? Because Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Clearly, the team was not doing well under your leadership, sir, the entire duration of your career. So for you to get mad at Charlie, because he, I mean, he did break the ice, but still. Your incompetence led you to the point where this, your career hinges on this career. I mean, on this game. And don't blame. And then even if it didn't, he's 13. Calm down. <laughs> he right, right, right. <laughs> Calm down. 
And then Claire gonna be all like, oh, don't ever talk to me again. I'm like, okay, whatever, child. That, see, that's what I'm saying. She was so, I don't know if self-righteous is the word, just aggravating. Because I mean, when he went to them to be like, hey, I want to make this right. So I was like, girl, do you not care about your dad's career then? Like, which is it? Because I'll be like, okay, I'll hear you out if you really have a plan. Because I want my dad to stay employed versus just being mad and that your dad is not going to have a job. Like, I, right. I don't know. I don't know. All them kids turned on him. Real. There's no real friends in these movies. I've come to learn. Um, also, in Odie, in that Garfield, in that the dog in Garfield, I don't know. Oh no, I don't have no idea. Okay. I yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. Okay. Uh, did anybody else hear this when they went to the first hockey game? Dion and Odie were standing there, and he said they were booing, and he was like. Dude, those are the Rumson fans. It turns out they only respond to negative reinforcement. I hear they recruit exclusively from broken homes. I said, what the? <laughs> who, who, who thought that was appropriate to put into this script for it was, absolutely no reason? It was reason. really bad. It was oh really my bad. Gosh. I don't remember that at all. And had I heard that, I would have had the same reaction as you. Girl. It was I mean, so that, ridiculous. I completely out of nowhere. <laughs> That goes to your point earlier, like this this dichotomy between people. So you have the edge, like the college, the other one college team who, I mean, it's full of people who clearly don't care about education because they're cracking jokes in class. But then the other group from Broken like, Lord. Also, when the Blackhawks win, people like set fire to things. But for some reason, when we peacefully protest, we're villains. But you know what? So... Uh, <laughs> That's neither here nor there. But are you allowed to just attack the referee every five minutes? Or like, okay, he like kicked him he down? was doing it as an accident. He was doing it on accident every game yeah, on accident. Every yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I was like, how is nobody? Is there only one referee? Like nobody else has any kind of power in this game. I don't really care about hockey, so I don't know these answers. But between yeah, the stereotypes know. and the and the violence. Like, it's the, oh, it's the team kids. from the um the broken homes has got to use the violence to win a game. I was like, you couldn't pay me enough to be a referee. Okay, I would have been quit. Who's, that, who's playing this week? Oh, no, girl, I'm off that. Mm-mm. Okay. Not the, not the <laughs> Steelskin, whatever, Russia. I don't know what it's called. Not Rumpelstiltskin, Lord. It was, okay, but when, when they got the guy, they got the guy who was pretending to be Mike. And he got hit, and they picked him up, and he said, can Susu come out to play? For some reason, that took me out. <laughs> I don't know why, but that, that had me laughing. They put him through it. See, okay, I thought that. Now, look, I know Mike is supposed to be a genius, right? And they keep saying this. He was like, I know a way to help. So I'm thinking, again, okay, we're going to use some tech. No, your big idea was to switch jerseys. So we had to really sit and watch y'all talk about this. I don't know. I did. <laughs> I thought they were really going to have a real play. And the coach, this is why the coach was going to get fired. Wow, I never thought of that. That's awesome. Wow, that's amazing. Like, okay, this is why y'all be losing because y'all don't be thinking about it. I don't know. Is that allowed? Like, are you allowed to even do that? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think that's, I don't think so either. that's allowed at all. Who cares about rules? That's very much cheating. <laughs> And then I he kept... said, I was going to say, he said, we're going to win this game against people that cheat by also cheating. 
but it doesn't count because they're also cheating. Mm-hmm. And we're just doing it to combat their cheating. So it's not really cheating because yeah, our team's good enough. They just need help with the cheating. <laughs> right. Oh, it's all, it's math, you know, it cancels out. It's you, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just, I'm over it. <laughs> I kept thinking to myself, like, well, one, why? Why does this exist as a movie? But two, I kept, I was like, I want to see a black hockey team. And apparently there was a colored hockey league in Nova Scotia, y'all. In, really? the late, in the late 1800s. And I was wow. like, okay, go off, y'all. So now I'm going to go and be researching that later on. Because um, I was That's like, cool. there's no, there were no Black people on that team, right? Like, I didn't miss anybody. There was somebody who looked of color, like one, one of the one. people on the other team. So just the one. From the one from the broken home? Oh, Lord. The broken home side, exactly, yes. Now, see, if they had the people, now, see, I would have really turned it off. <laughs> that was <laughs> the only time we saw people of color. I would have been like, okay. no, you know what? <laughs> I can't. Um, the, how did Charlie not get expelled from the school? I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, he's 13, but also there's negligence. Like, again, you, well, like you schools said. Schools have insurance for this kind of stuff. So, bad. He almost killed. Yeah. Two hockey teams. This is also a Disney movie, but schools do have insurance just in case so that nobody gets sued and stuff. I said they're really trusting this kid with a lot of responsibility because Dr. K said, I'm going to be gone for a couple of days. You can run the experiments. I'll see you later. With nobody else checking for Charlie. He's a genius, though. He could do it by himself. Right. But also, in his defense, he did actually try to go back downstairs. And Dean Wallace was like, oh, no, no, you don't need to worry about that. Come sit with me. So (laughs) it's really Dean Wallace's fault, honestly. It is. I don't know what he's doing with that school. He looked raggedy in general. But (laughs) I feel like they were floating, and that was not um addressed enough like <laughs> you 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 beat gravity and i think that that should have been the focus of yes. the movie not to win in this hockey game and also if some players are floating off the ice that's going to distract people and the game is not going to continue so that was also a, a very very slyly like glossed over that they just started floating in the game won the game that was it I was like, he's, they still playing. They just say, okay, well, we'll see you later. <laughs> I, I, just, I don't understand. Or either I'd be like looking at that or I'd be running because I'm like, nah, it's some, it's a witchcraft afoot. I don't know what's going on. I don't need to be. Because when, when that ice cracked, it looked like the doors to hell had opened. I said, oh no, I would have been gone. Okay. It was all red and glowing. <laughs> And we're like, get off the ice, get off the ice. That should have been the focus, but they only, that was like a five minute scene. Not where even. They, where, they like, is, where they isolated the graviton. I said, okay, so I guess you can go to Harvard now because that's the only reason you're here at this school with no funding. So you might as well transfer. Right, exactly. There's no for you, you staying anymore. It's only been a couple of months and you did the thing. So <laughs> it's time to move on. Like, what was the point of that? I don't know. I, I just, I feel like some sometimes after these movies, I just want to rewrite them because it was an interesting premise or like it could have been, I I don't know. Oh, I was going to say that Dr. K, he was a parent, he's the voice of Roger Rabbit. Okay. So that, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is a movie I actually enjoy, so I'm sad that he had to do this. 
before. I liked after. him in this. He was a good, weird scientist, dude. He was cool. It was just like, uh, it kind of reminded me of like, I mean, I appreciate that he was like, okay, as long as you get your stuff done. I mean, which is kind of like analogous to just being in college anyway. You, you're a teenager still for most of us who now you have all this responsibility. It's like, you're here, you can do whatever you want, but also you can't because otherwise you'll fail. So it's like, you know, becoming a grown up, and that was thrust upon him way too soon. So I'm uh, thinking about him and uh, Francis Bacon <laughs> and growing up oh, too no. fast and how they handled it. He seemed to be, you know, I mean, he didn't have boogeyman after him, but, you know, <laughs> he, he made it do what it do. So he is significantly think- younger than his peers and Francis was with hers. Francis was not <laughs> that accelerated. She needs to calm down. Yeah, I think she skipped one grade. I don't even think she skipped a grade. You're 14 in high school. It wasn't that big of a deal. Really? Acting like she went to a PhD program from kindergarten. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, girl. There was a moment in the movie where I, I did feel kind of bad for Charlie. Like, wow, how sad is it that this kid has felt like he could never fit in. So then the one time he tries to reinvent himself, he becomes like the person that bullied him to try to fit. I was like, there's something really sad about that. And then I think it was, then the movie kept going. I was like, oh, but... <laughs> There was one moment where I felt real like empathy for this child becoming his own bully just because he thought he could have friends. It's like, oh, I mean, he did kind of turn it around at the end. He did invite that kid to to play with them, play. and that was, you know, his turning point. <laughs> that was all he did, though. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it was enough for Christine. Not Christine. Um, that's her, her name. Sam the Opera. Yeah, <laughs> you know, same same girl. But, you know, the teacher was like, you know, I cl- you clearly have some level of intelligence, even though you act out. So I wish teachers would, like, just thinking about that, like, give people or recognize that, like, maybe their their energies could be channeled elsewhere versus, like, labeling kids as bad or whatever if they are acting out. Because I'm like, if I were him, the science teacher, I would have been um, excited by the skeleton. I would have been like, OK, I'm with it, you know. I would have encouraged it. I don't think I would be teaching very long, but I did. I did appreciate that particular scene. So that's that's pretty much it. But yeah, Claire got on my nerves. She was complaining. I'm like, you're already here. You already agreed to this plan. So girl, just skate and call it a day. Like you don't have to talk to him after this. Um, I don't. The skating was fun. Um, was it? No, I'm just kidding. How did, how did no one see the chips on their skates though? Like when they were That's putting it on. I mean, yeah. you can say that they're moving fast and you might not necessarily catch it, but somebody would have it's lit if it's lit up, somebody would have noticed. But right. like even when you're in the hot the locker room, like just well, tiger. It wasn't lighting up in the lot. It was only lighting up when they turned it on when they were on the in the on the rink. No, but I mean, even if it's not on, it's still this big orange dot. That oh, suddenly okay. appeared on your skate. I would have been like, kind of matches um, their uniform. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. When they start floating in the air, I stopped watching. I was like, I'm turning on the Wicked soundtrack. I'm listening to Defying Gravity, and then I went back into the movie. <laughs> I was so tired of this. I feel like they should have been disqualified. Yes, agreed. For floating in the air, like agreed, agreed. Nobody's gonna question that. They just win the game. Cool, cool, cool. Did they get the boy down? Like I was concerned. <laughs> I know his parents are like, so y'all go leave my baby floating up <laughs> in the rafters like this. I'm still in the school. Science question. Um, 
if the photon was just on their skates, how were they controlling their whole body? Is that how well, photons I, work, Andrea? I was <laughs> I was so checked out at this point. I was like, I don't even have time for this anymore. I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, that's not a photon. It's a graviton, graviton, and they explained how it works with the balls. So in theory, their feet would be moving the same, but that has nothing to do with the arms and the rest of their body. So that was that was another unexplained phenomenon that requires further study. So I knew you have. I knew you have it. <laughs> yeah, that's all, I, that's all I can squeeze out of this. I don't, um, I don't got nothing else. Uh, we just look at like, okay, girl. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's transition to uh, cringe moments. And is there was there any feel good moments in this movie? Oh, girl, no. I like the skating. So the f- skating was feel good for me. I, I, lo- I lo- They're so good at their skates and they're doing all the skate moves and the turns. And so that was feel good. Cringe was the, the broken homes comment. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> that, that was unnecessary. Completely took me out of it. Not that I was fully in the first place, but didn't like that. I was say I the think... same. Oh, go ahead, Brittany. I was going to say every time that the Charlie said, yo. Yes. I... Yes. <laughs> Could not agree. My cringeworthy was yo, 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 Chicago stuff and broken homes. Yeah, the Chicago, Chicago stuff is bad too. But also now, Brittany, that you talked about the whole college versus no college thing, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even think about that because I didn't care that much. But I was like, yeah, I would add that to the list as well. Feel yeah. good. None for me, girl. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, who could really feel good after this? Um, you know what? Also, it gave me like Stefan, Steve Urkel, and I thought that maybe his bad side would take over. You know, there are a lot of ways we could have gone with this, but it's fine. Um, maybe when the professor was talking to him, I don't know. He was nice. Whatever. It's a reach. I think the problem was they were trying to balance two different movies, the hockey and the science, and they never really picked which one was the important thing. And that just made everything fall flat. So yeah, they tried and didn't it didn't work. Final rating. <laughs> oh, I don't know, y'all. I'm really struggling. So y'all gonna have to go because I'm sitting here looking at my other rate. I'm gonna have to revise a lot of these ratings. No, I have to because no, you can't. <laughs> we have your other experiences. You can't do that. But we've been, on a curve. we've been revising the whole season. No, no, no. Revised. Oh, I have. <laughs> I also have not revised. I don't know what y'all be doing. Well, y'all gotta go because I gotta figure this out. I gotta do right, some I'll math real quick. I did a three and a half because I liked all the skating and I liked it more than I liked like can of worms. So <laughs> I guess I'm great on the curve too. <laughs> oh, really? Interesting. Because I was going to give this movie a one. <laughs> I mean, it was like, it wasn't horrible. Like, I hate it. I didn't like um, 13th Year either. Like, this one was, I mean, because all the science-y stuff and, you know, I like a good science fiction movie. It's just, it didn't come together in the end, but they tried and I appreciated the effort. So that's It didn't that's come together in the middle either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, where did it come together? No. <laughs> the credits like <laughs> so, I did enjoy the credits I, I, like, think, I think the kid is adorable mm-hmm. so I, feel like, I feel like I'm giving it a one because the kid is adorable and I liked when he was like his science self 
Like, be yourself. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You can make friends. People will like you as you are, hopefully. But I, I don't. I wouldn't watch this again. No. So Absolutely. that's why I'm gonna give it a one. No. Absolutely. But like, did we see him actually make friends though, as himself, truly? Like, yeah, no. he like got no. you know old resolve with the group. Perf- well, the, no. you, if you could count the professor, maybe. But other than that, no. Well, I'm the not girl. calling no friendship between him and a 50 year old man. <laughs> But, I mean, I appreciate, he was the only real adult who, like, cared at that point, besides his dad, who was just on a payphone for most of the movie. <laughs> but, yeah, he never, we never saw him actually make a friend for real, just as himself, or, like, at least a redo of, like, the earlier conversation when he was talking to that weird girl at the beginning, like, with somebody else that would have been nicer. I don't know. Y'all, okay, so look, I didn't particularly like it or dislike it. I was just pretty whelmed by this. However... I like this better than um what what did I give 0.95 the 13th year because some there were things that happened so I'm gonna give this um a 1.5 because just because um can of worms had a one and uh, um I like Trevor Morgan he was cute in this um it wasn't terrible I just didn't care after maybe like the first 20 minutes and that so far I was like by the time you got to the yeah. school I was out as soon as they started dancing like Charlie's going on I, I said okay I don't like only Steve from Blue's Clues can give us a dance break I really don't care um and then the genius title card I like the little Adam over the eye that's it that's 1.5 you scored higher than Brittany yeah, yeah only only because of the can of worms and I was like, it's not that bad. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. So I'm, so I'm just trying to be consistent with my own rating system that makes no sense. I think I have no consistency. I don't know what I rated Can of Worms. You rated right. Can of Worms a two. Mm. Well, my one stands. I'm not changing. Oh, That's what I feel one. in my spirit. I feel a one for this movie. Well, that wraps up this discussion of Genius. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like and subscribe and leave a review. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere else that podcasts are published. And for more content, make sure to follow us on Instagram at in underscore hindsight underscore pod. And let us know if you want us to dissect one of your favorite childhood movies. You can email us at inhindsightpod at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.